Welcome to Andrew's Daily. Daily. Over Brooklyn Bridge in a taxi. Over Brooklyn Bridge, you and me in the backseat. Finally got you by my side. Riding high. Hi, I'm Andrew, and I love music. Join me as I explore a selection of albums favored by my good friend Steve. Let's rock and roll. Roll. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special podcast series featuring my good friend and co-host, Steve. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Yeah, it's a pleasure. <laughs> I was delighted to, if you recall, host some special episodes earlier focused on your favorite decade of music, the great 1980 music uh, scene, which I know... Yes. featured very prominently in your list of top decades. I love the 80s, I'm, and I was glad that I could uh, hear a lot of the songs that you picked. Um, yeah, yeah, he, Steve has been a faithful listener for a long time. Uh, we've been friends for a long time. We'll kind of give you a little background of us, and then, yeah, he did those two special episodes. So it's kind of cool to have a do a co-host thing. We've been talking about this for a little while, and uh, he's in town, and so we're doing these first two episodes live. And then the rest will be kind of virtual. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, Steve. I'm Andrew's friend. <laughs> we met uh, freshman year of college. Yeah, that's right, 1998. And the way we met is kind of funny. It's a little embarrassing, actually. I, I asked Andrew if it was okay if I shared it, and he said yes. Yes, yes, I think it's is, funny. Uh, the very first Sunday we were both at college, we attended the same congregation. And I was looking to be outgoing and friendly. My parents probably coached me to be outgoing and friendly. You know, it's your first you know, week of school. You want to make friends. And I noticed Andrew from afar. I was drawn to him. And uh, he was wearing a white dress shirt. And I noticed there was some what looked like blood on his collar. Not lots of blood, but like little specks of blood. And I thought, oh... You know, he might not know, and he might—it might be a friendly thing just to say, "Hey, like on the DL, you know, like, hey, you have a little blood on your collar." I didn't know if you knew, but you might want to. <laughs> and and he was like, "No, I know." He's like, "I know, I know about it." And then he and then he pointed out some acne, some, some acne on his neck, that, <laughs> which is something you know we all go through that yes. at some point. And then, amazingly. You'd think that would be the death knell for a relationship, and here we are, what, how many years later? 24. 24 years 24 years, years later. Oh. Did you know you have blood on your shirt? <laughs> yes, yes. You um, have, your acne has cleared up amazingly in 24 yes. years. I've grown up a lot since then. Yes, <laughs> but that was an um, auspicious start to a, what has become a very dear friendship, and Absolutely. I'm delighted to be here with you. You're a great guy. I've been enjoying the podcast. I've been a faithful listener. He has. I think that you've listened to every episode, right? I Maybe skipped some of those Christmas ones. Christmas ones. No offense okay. to you and your brother, but uh, <laughs> um, but I I've been otherwise. I think pretty yeah. faithful. That's awesome. We both love music. We've loved music since. So the first semester of college, we didn't room together. We met each other and became very close friends. And then the second semester, we roomed together. And we've been inseparable, except for the times that we've been separate ever since. And uh, and so, yeah. music has kind of been a big part of our yes. relationship. Yes. When Andrew was in college, he went by a nom de guerre, Sid May, <laughs> instead of Andrew May. It was a name he anointed himself with, I think. And, <laughs> and he started making music. And I was like right there watching firsthand as he 
That's created right. this yeah. little music career. And uh, you were my first groupie. I was your first groupie. Yeah. So yeah. right, yeah, I played a few songs over the over the We've course heard of the some podcast. Of those songs, yeah. yeah. The legacy of a vending machine savior yeah. that was written in the elevator of our dorm, and our hall of our hall at our dorm. And I'm pretty sure you may have been in the elevator at the time when I wrote it, but uh, that one was a popular one. Uh, the uh, the serial song. Yeah. Um, Steve Ridge, if Radio you listen. Silence. Radio Silence. That came Silence. later, right? That came later, yeah. But I love that song. I yeah. still to this day love that song. Yeah. Well, that's been requested to play by, by the same guy that requested the Vendors Machine Oh, you got to so play it. Maybe I'll, we'll do I'll it I'll as an intro, point, outro or so. something, because that would be yeah. on my list. But also, um, if I remember correctly, you were stealing music at the time <laughs> off of uh, Illegal File Sharing Network, and I think I gave you quite a bit of grief about you, the yeah. impact that was, and it was very judgmental. I remember you didn't like that one bit. Right, yeah. But you were like downloading it from Russian separatists <laughs> and being like, what's the big deal? It's As free. most everyone was at uh, the probably, time. Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought, I thought, boy, you're an artist and, and you're, you know, yeah. how would you feel if people were stealing I've changed radio my ways. silence? I, I do, I, I do pay, yeah. I, I like to pay for music and support yeah. the artists now and, and regret my actions of them. I'm, I'm trying, no, so. I mean, like you said, every, it was Napster yeah. days, everybody yeah. was doing that, but. Yeah. Now you buy the vinyls, you buy everything. I buy the vinyls. You're, you're, yep. on, you're on the straight and narrow. That's right. You're an upstanding citizen. So, so tell us about the formation of this list that we're going to talk through. Well, as you know, as you mentioned, I've been a faithful listener, and I have found my personal taste skewing a little more folk and alternative and a little less rock. Right. Um, and so I thought, well... I should do something more than just criticize his selections. I should put forth an alternative for him to put your money where your mouth is. Put your money where your mouth is and subject it to the discerning tastes of your educated audience. And so what you'll hear as we go through these five episodes is something that's a little bit more folky alternative right? and a little less rock. And I love some of those classic rocks um, bands. I don't love all of them, right? but I'm a big Pink Floyd person. I love Led Zeppelin. I feel very lukewarm about the Beatles, which I know is sacrilegious it's, in this it hurts. office. It hurts, yeah. Um, well, cool. I like, as we've discussed, I actually like Beatle music. I just like it when it's sung by someone other than right, the Beatles. Right, yeah. Yeah, Steve, Steve has gone on record to say that he thinks Paul McCartney has a, a, a bad voice. Which... Well, it's just not to my taste. I don't think it's bad. <laughs> okay. But I'd love to hear Billy Joel and Eric Clapton sing his songs. Yeah, well... Maybe I'll do a countdown of the greatest cover Beatles songs. Oh, that would, would probably be love great. That, so. Yeah, I would love that. Um, okay, so the plan is, as he mentioned, we're going to do five episodes and we'll see how it goes. If people like it and there's a demand, we'll do more. He's got a list of about 120, 130 albums. Yeah, so. but let's just warn, they're not going to be subjected to 130 of my yeah. albums unless it's by popular demand. Okay. So we're, we're going to start with five. We're go five at a time. And if yep. listenership falls off the cliff like, like I suspect it <laughs> might, you will not be subjected to this alternative... Uh, lists uh, any any more than five episodes. For the record, I think your music taste is fantastic, and I love. We have a lot of overlap on our list. And, some overlap. Uh, it's about thirty three percent. So I'd call that that's some. Pretty, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Anyway, so the plan is we're going to do three albums per episode. We will each select one of our favorite songs from the album, and then we're going to talk about it. Yeah. We'll be brief. I think we'll this intro has yeah. probably gone longer than you would have. Expected. That's okay because people need to get to know you. So. Okay. All right. So I'll introduce this first album. So this is an artist that I, I suspect most people won't know. But her name is Kate Roosby, and she's a, an English singer. She's To me, she's the 
English version of Alison Krauss, which you're going to hear in one of our later episodes, and who I absolutely love. I love yep. everything Alison Krauss touches. But she's kind of the uh, English version, and they actually have similar backgrounds. They both started young and kind of got were taught how to play the fiddle and the piano and the guitar, and so uh, she sings these very soulful to- uh, tunes. And this is an album she came out with in 2002, which included mostly repeats of music she had published earlier. Okay, let's do it. So the album is is Ten by Kate. I always say Kate Rusby, but Kate Rusby. My first song that I chose was Sir Eglamore. So here is Sir Eglamore. Sir Eglamore was a valiant knight. Fa-la-lanky-dum-dilly. He took up his sword and he went to fight. Fa-la-lanky-dum-dilly. As he rode o'er hill and dale, all armor did in the coat of mail. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-
I love that. I love the duet. That their voices are great together. Oh, my gosh. It's just... I wonder I how she would sound with Robert Plant. Very good, I bet. <laughs> and um, I just... I love the harmony. And I don't even know what she's saying half the time. In fact, half of the lyrics of that song are just like gibberish. Right. Like the, literal gibberish. Right. Um, just phonetic sounds that they're making. But, God, I just love it's that. Very, it feels very traditional, though. It's awesome. You know, very traditional English. So. Awesome. Okay, well, next up, album number two for the day is Blind Pilot, We Are the Tide from 2011. This is a, an, a, an artist that Steve recommended to me, gosh, it would have been about 10 years ago, because that's when this album came out. Um, and I remember at the time loving this album. They have two others that are fantastic that maybe we'll get to if there's demand for more episodes. But this was definitely the standout for me, and I love this album. Do you, what do you want to say about this band? I discovered this band when I went to Bonnaroo okay. in Manchester, Tennessee, I believe when I was single and living life on the edge after having been married for quite a long time and then was divorced. And I went with my buddy and we kind of like, I can't remember if we road tripped it from New York or what the deal was, but we just kind of stumbled on it the first afternoon we were there and I have vivid memories of watching them on stage. I've subsequently seen them probably like seven or eight times live. They, oh, wow. they are maybe one of my top two or three like live artists. Wow, okay. And uh, this is their most hopeful album. Their first album is a bit more angsty. Their third album is a bit sadder because he'd just broken up. But Israel Nebuchadnezzar, who's the lead singer, his voice can just captivate. He just has that charisma in right. his voice. And it's just, I love the instrumentation. They've got a xylophone in there. They play a lot of trumpet. It's just right down my alley. I love every song on this album. I love it too. In fact, one of the songs, which I'm not going to play, was Keep You Right, and that was actually selected as the greatest 500 songs on my songs list. Um, I'm going to play We Are the Tide is the one I chose uh, today when I was listening to it for the preparation for this. That's the one that really stood out to me. So here is, from We Are the Tide, the title track, We Are the Tide. closely you'll hear the xylophone that was cool yeah i'd never heard that before and the i've guy, never noticed it before the guy who plays it there's a big 
burly guy with the high and tight and the beard. I mean, he's straight out of Central Casting, Oregon hipster. <laughs> nice. But it's a great band. So I chose um, Half Moon, which is the first track on the record. Um, and it's awesome. So go ahead and play that. Okay, let's take a listen. That morning sky gave me a look. So I left while you were sleeping. That's all it took. And I chalked the line south down the coast. Going where my thirst was open for the things that I don't know. Going where I wasn't paying for the hurt that I sound repetitive because I love so, great, so much yeah. of this music and when they started out it was just the drummer and Israel and they loaded up their bikes with like custom built trailers this is so hipster it's right. so yeah. Eugene Oregon and they went on a bike tour and they stopped they drove all they rode their bikes all the way from, I think, from Oregon down to San Diego and like stopped and played shows that's so just cool just because yeah that's what you do when you're cool. <laughs> I'm not cool then. <laughs> no, no, neither am I. Don't worry. Um, all right, so last uh, album of the day is an album you introduced me to. Yes. I had, I had, I was not familiar with this artist or this album, and I loved it. Funny story about this is you'd send it to me, and I was putting together a crib for my daughter, which takes a normal person 30 minutes, but it probably took me an hour, and I just listened to this straight through, and I was like... Captivated. Well, I was captivated. Yes, I loved her voice. So this is Patty Griffin, uh, Children Running Through, which is a 2007 album. But I've chosen a very special song. The song I chose is Up to the Mountain, or MLK song. And let me give you a little bit of background. Andrew's going to play uh, the Martin Luther King Jr. speech, uh, which was given uh, on April 3rd, 1968, in the city of Memphis by Martin Luther King Jr. It's famous. It's, it's known as... Um, I've been to the mountaintop speech, and in it he evokes very powerful biblical imagery in the fight for civil rights, and he actually foreshadows his own death, which occurred the next day, believe it or not. And um, Patty Griffin has done a fabulous job capturing some of that feeling and sentiment. So I'm really excited to share this song, um, and then I'm excited, as, as instead of playing the outro, Andrew's going to play just an excerpt from that speech which has its own musicality. Not only is it incredibly impressive and powerful with what he's sharing, but he had his own musicality in the way he preached and He was amazing. I get goosebumps uh, listening to him speak. So anyway, this is a really special one, um, and it's just a fantastic vocal. She wrote it. It's awesome. It's been covered by a number of artists. It's really good. Fantastic. Here is Up to the Mountain MLK song, and we'll play this, and then I'll conclude with that clip. 
and we'll see you guys next time. Sometimes I feel like I've never been nothing but tired And I'll be working till the day